0: الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاه والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا الى يوم الدين اما بعد قال الله تبارك وتعالى في القران المجيد والفرقان الحميد واذ قلنا لك ان ربك احاط بالناس وقال تعالى أولم لم يكفي بربك انه على كل شيء شهيد So to continue with our series on Ibn Ata Illa Al-Iskandari's Hikam, the Book of Wisdoms, we today are on page 207, uh, which is his wisdom number 214. Uh, as we've said before, every now and then we get one that's slightly, slightly more profound. Uh, they're all profound actually, just slightly a bit more complicated, which requires a bit of experience. Experience To understand it But may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us that experience What this is about is This is the relationship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala With his servants Allah has a relationship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is always there But So firstly If we're listening to this And we're believers Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has allowed us to believe Which means that he's allowed us to recognize him And to believe in him And to acknowledge him That's a great thing. That is a big, extremely um, valuable um, asset there and there because that's our ticket to the afterlife, to prosperity in the afterlife. Thereafter that, it doesn't stop there. There's a continuation of that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is is ever-present and He is there in all of His glory as He always is. But the more we make an effort, like Allah says in the Qur'an, وَالَّذِينَ Those who make an effort for us in our path, then we will open up our paths to them. Which essentially means that the more we make an effort, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will reveal Himself more and more to us. To such a degree that we, we can then start thinking about Him and almost like feeling, feeling like we're in His presence all the time, even though we will never physically see Him in this world. That's only something for the hereafter, where we will get a glimpse of Him and we have the vision of Him. But otherwise in this world that can never happen, that's impossible. Uh, that doesn't happen in this world. But the more we know about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, because anybody who knows more about Allah, then clearly things become easier because that's reality, Allah is reality. That means uh, people start understanding the real nature of this world. The more we know about Allah and the more we can see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the the, the world will dim that much more That means the world will stop Bothering us that much more uh, Things can only bother you If you consider them important This isn't to say that the world is not important It is where we plant everything Without the world we couldn't go to paradise According to the system Allah has laid out But sometimes there's things that are important But they're just the need They're not the enjoyment They're not there it's not there for the enjoyment It's just the need now So we use them, we maintain it But the real thing we're looking at Is for something greater So initially We're given something, we get really excited by that thing And then we upgrade onto the next thing Now that earlier version Or earlier object Or whatever it is We need it, we still need it To get to the second But the second one gives us more enjoyment That's really what we're looking for it's that kind of move. It's just most people are stuck at this first level of the dunya, of things in this world. They're just too indulgent in them. And that's what veils us from what is supposed to lie beyond that. Except for those who are friends of Allah, who are closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they've gone beyond. So for them, they're in this world, they, 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 they could be businessmen, they could be wealthy people, they could be rulers, they could be whoever. But they've got a higher, ge- higher aim. They're already somewhere else, even though they're with us. Right. So, what he says in this one, look at this. He says, Your nearness to him. So, what is nearness to Allah? He's describing what is considered nearness to Allah. He's trying to explain the nature of being near to Allah. What exactly does that mean? Your nearness to him is that you contemplate his nearness. Nearness can't be physical nearness That doesn't apply to Allah Nearness to him Is that you contemplate his nearness That you're able to think of his nearness You're able to Understand it You're able to feel it, sense it, experience it That's what it means To be near to Allah There's lots of people Nowadays um, Especially with online communication You've never seen them But you can be very very close to them but you've never seen one another They're totally on the other end of the world And yet you have a relationship Okay there at least You know it's another tangible individual You can hear them sometimes Or whatever But with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala You have to just go by what Everything that you see of his work Of his signs Then he says Otherwise what comparison is there Between you and the existence Of his nearness that's not very easy to understand by just those words but essentially that's what he's saying that in reality physically there can't be any closeness physically speaking the nearness is about what you perceive of his nearness Allah does things for you you do things for Allah that love generates let's just say you're walking down the road and you see children going to school And subhanallah, in your heart, this feeling, this sense, this thought passes. That May Allah preserve and protect all of these children. They're so innocent right now. But they're going to go into the world afterwards. And in the world, there's all sorts of things that happen to people. May Allah preserve these children. You don't know these children, but you've had a good thought because they are the creation of Allah. And you've remembered Allah And you've made a good dua for them They don't know you've made dua for them And you've just passed on That is remembering Allah That's just a a simple instance of that I, I don't know if you've ever thought about this Like why should I pray for them And they're not my children They're not anybody I know necessarily There's some girls and boys in the park It's their lunch break You make dua for them May Allah preserve them and protect them Protect their chastity Protect them from the fitnas and evil of this world You see somebody else, homeless person, and you just make a dua for them if you can't help them yourself. A dua for someone is a sadaqah. We have, apparently, we have 200 and something bones, but 360 limbs, which is a really interesting idea. It's in the hadith as well, 360 limbs. And we're supposed to offer a deed, a sadaqah for every limb, every day. 360 sadaqah 360 charity how do you do that you know and charity is not just with money not just with means it's by assisting someone It's by helping somebody to fill up water fill up their petrol uh, it's smiling at somebody when you see them when you meet them for the first time that's a sadaqah that's one of the sadaqat of the day saying salaam and greeting someone just making somebody feel good Today we were on the motorway And there was somebody We could have gone ahead But we just kind of slowed down And somebody else went And then he blinked his lights at us Hardly made a difference In terms of actual physical time But mashallah He must must be happy to have Anybody for them to go and press that Button to thank you That means they're happy You've just made somebody happy That's a sadaka subhanallah A free sadaka I mean, don't start, You know, don't just stop there and let everybody then go for the next hour and be stuck. That's not the point. But you can if you want to. But then some of these people they let everybody go and they they don't understand that they're bothering the people behind them. So it's like, okay, these guys are in a rush, but not the guys behind me. I know all of them. It's like, come on, man. You know, let one guy go, not ten guys go. So I mean, within reason. But all of this is a sadaqah. right? All of the just. You know, the world, there's so much misery going on and then the pandemic, it's red, it's ugly head again and so on. Just making somebody happy somewhere or the other, I think it brings so much happiness, doesn't it? It just brings so much happiness. Subhanallah. Just spreading happiness. Muslim, non-Muslim, spread some happiness. And we do that for the sake of Allah because they're Allah's people. This is Allah's creation. And we get reward from Allah. And that's how much closer Because we've thought of Allah If we do it for the sake of Allah We've thought of Allah all of those times That means that's remembrance of Allah all of those times Now I could have let that guy go And not thought about Allah Then it's wasted You do it for the sake of Allah You got reward from Allah as well And he's going to thank you That guy is going to thank you This is now understanding the nearness of Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala and so on The reality is that once you've understood That all of creation is only here Everything created is only here Because Allah allows it to be here what we have to that, That's where this has to start from We have to understand that it's Allah Who brings everything into existence And then allows it to be in existence So just like us <clears throat> okay, Our creation, we, we live for 70, 80, 90 years And we live through breathing And through nourishment, food and drink Now there's going to be buildings, <coughs> trees other animals that will outlive us. They live for you know, many, many centuries sometimes. But again, they have their own way of sustaining themselves. What is the oldest thing in this world? You know, maybe a few thousand. You know, the pyramids are 3,300 years. They all live because Allah lets them live, right? There were many other pyramids, but they were broken down. Allah has let them live for whatever reason. That's their life. But it's all gonna be, it's still finite. Eventually that's going to end as well Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is behind everything And Allah is one There's nobody that helps him and assists him And nor does he need anybody to do that So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is one Now once we've understood for sure This is something that we have to make very clear in our mind That everything that's created Space, place, time, everything is literally just there because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants it to be there And Allah is the only one who's always there Who's always going to be there And who allows everything to be there So essentially everything is Allah In the sense that everything is created by Allah And everything exists because of Allah That's why there's a hadith in Sahih al-Bukhari Where the Prophet sallallahu alayhi said That Allah said That people, the, the son of Adam They curse time time is bad times are bad I try to avoid using that because it's not the time which is bad it's the people doing bad the time doesn't do it it's not the time that creates that provides those things so he says that people they curse the time whereas I am the time in my possession in my power is the night and day i am the one because what is time for us what is time time is the movement of night and day that's how we know time one day two days three days that make up months and years and, and so on that's allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who is the one nahar wa al layl that's allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who does that so are we are we cursing allah are we saying bad things and insulting allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because we want to just blame something which is time that just goes to show that he's saying that I am in control of everything. This hadith just shows that Allah is in control of everything, including time. And we are in time. Time is what moves us. What else is the purpose of night and day coming if it's not just to move on? Because with every night and day, there's a physical uh, change in us that makes us older and, uh, and uh, takes us towards our end. When you understand that and you see how involved, this is the point, once you've contemplated that and we've understood how involved Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is with everything, Allah is not the dormant Lord. You've got people in the world who believe that God created everything and then He took a step back and He just set the whole system in place where so it works on its own, like, like the clock just works on its own. But with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he doesn't need to take a rest. It's like, why are you trying to have mercy on someone that doesn't need your mercy? It's misplaced. Why are you feeling sorry for it? Just because we can't do so many multitasks at once. Allah can. For Him, this is. So once we get that understanding, then we will have to understand that Allah is very close to everything. Allah is really close to everything. Allah qareeb min kulli shay Muheetun bi kulli shay He encompasses everything He knows everything He understands everything There's nothing that misses him from anything And there is nobody else like him And there's nothing else like him He's the only one who's like that He can't be divorced from anything Where this should lead us to If Allah... Assists us in this regard. Allah has to assist us and give us that upgrade. And whoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala opens up their insight for, then they will realize that I'm really nothing. Then humility comes in. Then anything that we do, once humility, is, once we gain humility by realizing that, look, everything I have or do or whatever is from Allah, Without him, I would be nothing. Where would you show off then? Where would the arrogance go? There's no room for arrogance. There's no room for thinking yourself superior to anything else because the only reason I'm superior, if I am, is because Allah has given me that. So let me thank him because he could just change it in no time. So a person will really understand that it's Allah who is encompassing of everything. Whoever doesn't have this, he doesn't see anything, he then thinks, he doesn't think Allah is close, he can't even understand where Allah is, or what Allah is, or how Allah is involved. See the big contrast? Can't even understand because you don't even think about Allah. We, it's almost like you're using an Apple phone without realizing, hey, that's an Apple phone. You know, I'll Tell a guy who likes his apple right, like, that, That's impossible Like, I've got an apple phone every day I've got an apple phone you know. Can you see how ungrateful that is That we are swimming In the bounties of Allah In the creation of Allah We are the creation of Allah And we don't ever think of him Subhanallah We live in a world where We use products But we hate the people who made those products because of the conspiracy theories Or because they're capitalists You use the Pfizer vaccine, but you don't like the guy who's at the top of Pfizer Because of whatever conspiracy We live in that kind of world, don't we? We use products, but then we'll be criticizing the same companies Then what we do is we do the same for Allah Well we may not criticize him But we don't recognize him It's like who cares We just want the product We just want his creation We don't care about Allah We don't care about the maker That's what Allah doesn't like that though Okay with all the other products They've got your money They don't care less The football teams They want your support They don't care less If if the manager saw you on the street he, He won't even care about you And yet inside you're full of love You're willing to fight others but one of those guys who play on this team that you really love so much in absentia, they see you, they're like, I don't know what they would say to you. And yet you love them. You're willing to sacrifice yourself, You're willing to go into arguments. But with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that's not there. Whereas He is like, I will give you. You just come to me walking, I'll come to you running. He's willing to give you independently to everyone. Um, you know, a wonder, a great player that everybody loves. He's there. Everybody's trying to get to him. I mean, how many people he's going to be dealing with, if he is even one who wants to meet with people, who has a time to meet with people. That's his time for meeting with Allah. He's always available. I mean, He's created us. We we don't give anything back to Allah. He's given everything to us for free. Allah wants to be recognized And that's what it is I like, just recognize me That's what I want from you If you don't It's to your own detriment though It's not like He's going to grow Or get any better by doing this Companies grow The more people buy The more They make money And the more they have They say money for innovation So the head of Pfizer is asking You're going to make this many billion 35 billion or 350 I can't remember what that amount is Don't you feel that's too much money? So the response is, how much money did we save the people? The guy didn't push him. Okay, make one billion. Why, why so much when there's everybody suffering? I'm not going to complain about it. But I'm saying with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we, we don't even try to recognize Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What have I got against Faisal? Nothing. I'm just saying, it's just an observation of the world that we live in. That's what it is. I find it really weird that we use products and we criticize them. In Microsoft Word, i criticizing Bill Gates. Okay, fine. I'm not saying who's right or wrong, but what a world we're living in. We can't have that attitude with Allah. Amanu ashaddu Lillah. The people who are believers, they're ardent lovers of Allah. We just can't equate the two things. Allah's relationship is different And that's what He's trying to tell us here So anybody who doesn't have this insight They're they're just uh, not going to understand that They're going to think Allah is far They're not even going to understand where Allah is Or how Allah can be uh, How Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can be sought Then if Allah, if they make an effort And Allah wants to open it up And bring them close Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allows the rays of that insight to start and then he starts seeing Allah closer than ever before and then he sees that oh actually you know what Allah is the one in control of everything he'll just start seeing the way the things work and he'll see that really I have to leave it to Allah I can only ask Allah I, can't, I can ask others in the, so in the means but it's only Allah that's gonna change somebody's mind make it easier, make it more difficult facilitate it Decide whether it's even good for me or bad for me. And when you have that, then it just life becomes easier because you're now rising above the constraints of the world to understand Allah. That He is the one, He'll give you whenever He wants. And it becomes easier, the life becomes easier at that time. La ilaha illallah. Once, Shaykh Abul Hassan al one of our great awliya. He, in front of his teacher, probably in front of his teacher. His teacher was listening and he was making the dua. He said, Allahumma ghfir li yawm Oh Allah, forgive me the day of our meeting, the day I will meet you. Forgive me on that day, meaning probably on, in the hereafter. The shaykh said to him, He's already closer to you than your night and day. What do you mean when you meet him? You already should be meeting him. However, when this darkness is there between you and allah between a person and allah that's just going to beget more darkness so that deprives us deprives people of a feeling of familiarity with allah a relationship with allah a congeniality with allah i think is too far how can i get to him it's amazing there's some people you feel that they're too far they're too above they're too Uh, Prominent or whatever to even And then one day you meet them and subhanallah It's just so easy and you're like they're so warm Allah is warmer than that Allah is more accepting than that He just wants us to make that effort Then you think man I should have I should have made an effort earlier Why did I wait so long? I just had a perception This is what it is Allah is lost for us in some wrong misconception And wrong perception because things have veiled us. We're too busy maybe. That's why he said he's closer to you than your night and day. Even for the oppressed, even for the person who doesn't understand, one day it's all going to become clear, but it's going to be too late. You need to benefit from it in this world before we die. La Allah says in Surah Maryam verse 38, أَسْمِعْ بِهِمْ وَأَبَصِرْ يَوْمَ يَأْتُونَنَا لَكِنِ الظَّالِمُونَ الْيَوْمَ فِي مُّبِينَ The oppressors on that day, they're going to be in open manifest deviance because they just did not recognize Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala before. So the meaning of your closeness to Allah, finally to explain this, the meaning of your closeness to Allah is that you can sense that closeness you observe that closeness you can feel that closeness now and that closeness—what what is that closeness exactly how do you understand you're close to Allah or Allah's closeness you understand it as Allah being in charge and in control of everything so when you start thinking that okay I want to do this and say Allah will make it easy for me you've started understanding that Allah is in control of everything when everything we return back to Allah, the moment you sit in your car, you press that button, and the car is going to start. But you get that doubt, like you know, sometimes there's that little lurch in the cold, especially. Is it going to start or not? And you just think, if Allah didn't want it start, it wouldn't start. You're driving, and then you know when you go around the roundabout, you have to like really hold on to. You you turn the wheel, and then you hold on to it. When you let go, it just car goes straight again, doesn't it? Now imagine the power just came out of your hands and you had to let go of me, what would happen? So you think, subhanahu it's Allah endowing me with that power, even at this point. It's just about finding excuses to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because He wants to be remembered. And that's what He loves. That's essentially what He means by closeness of Allah. That's what He says. Closeness of Allah just means that you recognize that Allah is in control of everything and He, you're going to have to go through Him for everything. The only way you can do that is if the whole worldly objectives in front of you and the worldly means dim. They're still there, but the main efficacy is in Allah's hands now. And it's not difficult, to be honest. That's why Allah says in Surah Al-Isra, وَإِذْ قُلْنَا Inna إِنَّ رَبَّكَ أَحَاطَ nas." And when we told you that your Lord is encompassing of all people. He is completely encompassing of all. Like He is completely Encompassing in every sense. Isn't it sufficient, essentially? I mean, isn't it sufficient knowledge for you that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a witness to everything? So this is what Allah says in the Qur'an. Allah says, it's just belief in this will give us His ma'rifah. That Allah is a witness to everything. If you don't do that and you think you have some control, that you can make things happen by your own, then Allah is too far from you. You've not realized that Allah... There's no other... You can't believe Allah is close and yet you think you can do something. You just haven't got it. You don't understand who's in control here. Not realized it. As long as we're, we're stuck in the middle of all of that, فَأَنْتَ بَعِيدٌ مِّنْ عَالَمِ الْأَرْوَاحِ You're too far from the abode of the souls. You've not understood That's why There's a poem He says There's people he says Who are with me But I am constantly I am constantly feeling A longing for them I get asked about them and, And yet they're with me so I'm constantly asking about them, yet they're with me. So it's like I've not recognized that they're here and I'm asking about them. <laughs> my eyes are crying for them, yet they are in the pupils of my eyes. So they're so close to me. <laughs> and and he carries on in that vein. So glorified is he who has Left people to be distant Despite the fact that he's so close to them He's not allowed them to feel the closeness And there's others who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has brought close They were not far to start off with anyway Because Allah is always close He's in charge of everything So Shaykh Zarrukh He says that closeness You know when we talk about closeness The concept of closeness is of three types So which one of them applies to Allah We've already understood it That it's about him being in charge of everything That's the closeness Al-Qurbu fil ala He says there are three types of closeness One is Qurbul Karama This is the closeness of honor One Which is When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allows a servant to be close to him So that he can start witnessing How close Allah is our closeness to Allah is just that we can witness how Allah is so close to everything and so involved in everything. And that is actually called karamat. That is an honor that can only be given to us as an honor. Once we recognize that, it can only be an honor, so thank Allah for it. Once, the beauty of this is that once you start understanding that it's Allah, that in itself, subhanAllah, that in itself is a door to Wilayat of closeness. And when that happens If Allah does allow us to think that way That means He's going to start looking after us Because that's what He promises The people that He looks after So this is essentially the first part of it Number two is Qurbul Ihata The second time of closeness So this was from a human's perspective right? Second time of the closeness is I'm so close to this In the sense that I'm in full control of it I've encompassed it I am in charge of it I control it That's another type of closeness This is obviously Allah's closeness to his servant That's what it means So I'm close to him in a way, one way And he's close to me in his way The third type of closeness is a physical distance of closeness Like right now we're sitting close together Right? We're all from different families But we're sitting close together This is munasabah wal masafa. Another thing that we share is we're both human beings a third thing we share is we're all male here, right? Uh, another thing we share is we're all Muslims, we're all believers. So that's munasabat. That's a congeniality, some kind of harmony that we have. And masafat, and we're physically close as well. That can never be applied to Allah. Because we don't share with Allah in anything. Allah's existence, His entity, His essence, totally different. We share being humans, um, uh, ethnicity maybe Muslims Humans Being in London Being close But with Allah What do you You can't share that He is beyond That's another It's another essence So that can't be the thing So Your closeness to Allah Is an absolute honor That you start recognizing And observing And seeing That he is encompassing And so close to everything That is Everything that is going on around, around you that's essentially what this wisdom means. Otherwise he's saying, how can you be close to Allah? Meaning you can't be close to him in that third sense. There's no comparison to be close. So let me now read it again. And this will hopefully now make sense inshaAllah. Your nearness to him is that you start contemplating his nearness and his encompassing of everything. Otherwise, what comparison is there between you and the existence of his nearness? Sheikh Abdullah Gangohi says, it is a characteristic of the ego to liken others to itself. We do this all the time. We always judge others by the way we think we should be doing things. And if you've got a real problem with that, then you'll really find it. There's some people they are so, what's the word, idealistic, that they find this world miserable. Because everything needs to be a certain way. Keep coming out, come on, please understand. they can't be like that, it can't, that idealism doesn't work We're not living in a designer world you know. Only Allah can be idealistic, you can't be idealistic And these people suffer Because they want their families to be a certain way They want their children to, they want their spouse to be a certain way And they can't be that way Because we're all defective And then they just suffer and then they get angry at every small thing Allah save us from that Amen. Right So uh, but it is a characteristic of the ego to liken others to itself To a degree this will be appropriate I mean, it's not all bad You know, we, we, we do need to That's the way we know others Because we know ourselves So we know other human beings Like we know our weaknesses So hopefully we know other people's weaknesses Since all are of the same species But can you apply that to Allah? I know myself so I know Allah Allah is totally different Right? Man, however, on account of his ignorance and stupidity, sometimes thinks Allah Most High as he thinks of himself in some affairs. Some ignoramuses believe that by their attention towards Allah, they have elevated and adorned the religion or some persons who have previously aided the religion by acts of virtue, labor, labor under the delusion that if they abstain from this service or they die, the religion of Allah will suffer a setback. Like, if I didn't do this, who would have done it? Allahu Akbar Can you see what I mean? That when you start realizing that it's actually Allah who has put it all together And let me be there All that humility is there then All that arrogance goes Anybody who thinks that if I didn't do this, who would have done it? Like, the, the religion would have been, you know Maybe, if you hadn't done it, maybe But Allah could have had somebody else do it Because He allowed us to do it and there's some people who take this to the extreme. There's some people who sit on boards and committees and management um, you know, positions. And they, they started when they were 30 years old. And they developed this institution whether there's a masjid or a company or whatever. They were only 30 when they started. But they don't even trust their own children. They're now 60 and 70 But they're not willing to hand over because they just don't trust because it was them of course if their children are good for nothing understandable but why did you make them good for nothing then like if you can't trust your children that means your tarbiyat wasn't good your nurturing wasn't good you messed them up so (laughs) that's why you can't hand them over right why else why else is it no no he's a good nothing. well why did you make him good for nothing it just comes back on ourselves. May Allah bless our children. May Allah bless us to, bless, you know, to, uh, to, to bring up our children in the best way. So that's why he's saying that um, you should never think that. Such delusions are clearly refuted by the Sheikh. So Sheikh Abdullah has only explained one aspect of this. Uh, I've explained the aphorism in that way. So may Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta-A'la, um, allow us to recognize his works recognize his doings in this world. We wouldn't be here right now if Allah didn't want us to be here. Just thinking that is part of that. Next time you go past somebody and you see somebody in a vulnerable state or whatever, or even not in a vulnerable state, oh Allah, give this person guidance. You owe them nothing, you're just making a dua. And duas are very powerful because you just remembered Allah. You see your boss at work. He's a non-Muslim, maybe. May Allah bless. May Allah bless with iman. May Allah bless everybody in this world with iman. Allahumma Akbar. wa alaikum. Assalamu tabaratu ya dhul Jalal wal Ikram. allahumma Ya Hayyu Ya Qayyum bi rahmatika nastaghith. Allahumma Ya Ma'adin al Judi wal karam Ya Akram al Akramin wa Ya khayral al wa Ya Khair al Ma'atin ya dhul Jalal wal Ikram. Allahumma akrimna, Allahumma khfir lana, warhamna, wa'afina Allahumma ashfina, wa ashfim ardana Allahumma ahdina, wa ahdibina, wa ja'alna hudalatan Allahumma inna nas'aluka al'afwa wal'afia fi deen wal-dunya wal-akhira Allahumma rzuqna hubbak wa hubba man yanfa'una hubbuhu wa'indik. Ya Allah, we ask you for your special mercies For your special forgiveness, for your Blessings to descend upon us. O oh Allah, you have given us so much more than so many others in this world. O oh Allah, we ask you for shukr and for remembrance. We ask you for gratitude. O oh Allah, we know that you are ever appreciative. O oh Allah, we know that you will not waste even a minor deed. O oh Allah, we do not have much to show. But, O oh Allah, we ask that you accept whatever little that we have been able to show or that you have given us the ability to do. O oh Allah, the ulama tell us that if we have been allowed to raise our hands, then it means that you want to give us something. O oh Allah, if you've allowed us to sit here today in this masjid, O oh Allah, and try to understand what your closeness is all about, then, O oh Allah, grant us your closeness. O oh Allah, grant us your closeness. Oh Allah, you are close. But O oh Allah, allow us to understand that you are close. Oh Allah, allow all the veils. O oh Allah, allow all the distractions, all the obstacles, all the distractions to be removed so that oh Allah, we can understand and we can have ardent love for you. Oh Allah, do not allow us to love other things. Oh Allah, allow us to love other things for your sake after loving you. Oh Allah, grant us the ability to think of you many times throughout the day Constantly in a standing form, in a sitting form And while lying down O oh Allah, allow us to feel your presence To feel and sense your craftsmanship Oh Allah, your designs of this world your, Everything that you have done in this world O oh Allah, allow us to observe it, to see it, to feel it, to sense it and to experience it O Allah, O Allah, do not allow us to be heedless even for a moment. O Allah, even though we're in a distracting position maybe sometimes among people, allow us to be constantly with you. O Allah, it may be that our hands and our body may be occupied in doing a worldly act, but allow our hearts to be constantly in your presence. O Allah, assist us. O Allah, bless all of those who facilitate these gatherings. And O Allah, grant shifa and a cure to all of those who are currently uh, who are currently suffering, oh Allah, and protect the rest of us from the pandemic and from all other evil diseases and from all the fitan and the other problems that are out there and the other challenges. Allow us to rise to them. Oh Allah, protect us and grant us complete forgiveness. Cleanse our hearts, cleanse our hearts and give us a life of taqwa. Oh Allah, we have permissible needs. We have challenges in this world. We have Permissible needs and responsibilities. O oh Allah, make it easy for us to fulfill them. Everything is in your control. Everything is in your hands. O oh Allah, we ask you for well being and afiat. And O oh Allah, allow us to thank you for the afiat. You've given us so much more than so many others in this world. O oh Allah, do not make this a source of fitna for us. Do not allow us to use it in your disobedience. O oh Allah, protect us and our children and our progenies until the day of judgment. O oh Allah, protect our religious institutions and oh allah allow them to prosper oh allah except from us oh allah except from us oh allah except from us subhana rabbika rabbil izati amma yasifun wa salamun al mursalin walhamdulillahi rabbil alamin rahmatika ya arhamar jazakallah khair for listening may allah subhanahu wa taala uh, bless you and if you're finding this useful you know um uh, as they say do that like button and subscribe button and forward it on to others. Jazakallah khairan assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.